This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, my name is Roy Knight for The Christian Gentleman. I don't like being deceived. I try to trust people and give them the benefit of the doubt. Yet it is sad how many times people try to pull the wool over our eyes. The phone rings and the first thing I hear is, your car's warranty has just run out. I think to myself, you bet it is, it's a 1997 Chevy Blazer with over 200,000 miles on it. Whenever I bought it, it didn't even have a warranty with it. Likewise, from time to time, I'll get a letter that looks like a bill. It will say that I owe such and such money. It looks real until I read the fine print which says, this is not a bill, this is a solicitation for services. I can't say that over the years that I haven't fallen for a few scams. When I find out the truth, it is always hurtful and embarrassing. Being deceived in worldly things is concerning, but the Bible warns us that we need to be careful that we are not deceived in spiritual things. Paul, writing to the Christians in Colossae, explained to them the many blessings that were found in Jesus Christ. He told them that in Christ is hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, Colossians chapter 2 and in verse 3. Paul likewise explained that others would come along who would try to undermine their faith. In verse 4 he wrote, Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. Thus, as the serpent deceived Eve, these false teachers, with their persuasive words, could rob them of their faith and ultimately their salvation. Later in verse 8, Paul wrote, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophies and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. How do you think it would feel in the judgment when these wayward Christians stand before the judgment throne of God and God look down at them and say, You had salvation in your hand. You knew what my word said and you obeyed it, but you allowed someone to deceive you and cheat you of your salvation. How sickening that would feel. Jesus said to his own disciples, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 through 5. If Jesus' own disciples needed to take heed to their own salvation, then what about me? The Apostle Paul, in seeking to strengthen the faith of those Christians in Rome, said, Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans chapter 16 verses 17 and 18. Paul knew there would be men who had minds set on exploiting others for material gain. In so doing, they would rob these Christians of their spiritual blessings. Paul, in writing to Timothy, warned, saying, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, 
giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1-3 through 3. Christians then and now need to be aware of the messages they are receiving even messages from their very own pulpit. The Apostle John said, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1. What are we going to test their messages by? The only answer to that is the Bible. We must know the Bible so well that we can distinguish the truth from a lie. If we are biblically illiterate, we are left to the mercy of the speaker. That is why we must study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightfully dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. Another aspect of deception is that we can deceive our own selves. We can trick ourselves into believing that something is right whenever it is really wrong. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verses 9 and 10, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. These Christians have begun to believe that these things were right when they were really wrong. In the previous chapter, Paul scolded them for being deceived and accepting such wickedness. He remarked, It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and such sexual immorality as is not even named amongst the Gentiles, that a man has his father's wife. They knew the difference between right and wrong. How could they fall for such unless they had allowed themselves to be deceived? Along with this, we can deceive ourselves by hearing God's word and not doing it. James said in James chapter 1 and verse 22 and following, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. We can be deceived whenever we appear religious outwardly, but not inwardly. We can sit in the pew every Sunday morning and night and even on Wednesday, but if we do not carry the Bible home in our hearts and in our minds and seek to act upon it in our everyday lives, it profits us nothing. How sad it would be to be deceived, but how much more worse would it be than deceiving our own selves? The best way to keep from being deceived is to know God's word. To keep from being deceived, we must be like the Bereans, which the scripture says, these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily, to find out whether these things were so. Acts chapter 17 and verse 11. 
If I can help you in your study of the scriptures, please let me know. I want to see you in heaven. That's all I have for right now. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. May the Lord bless you as you seek to do his will. And I'll see you next time on The Christian Gentleman. Volumes 1 through 3 of There is a River is out in Amazon and paper and Kindle versions, as well as the study of the Gospel of John, which is entitled, Who Has Believed Our Report? I've written them for your encouragement. Enjoy. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting our website, bywaymedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.